Hi, and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud and Panel. Um, uh, Dr. Dan, Dan Magilla, the CEO, come Chief Investment Officer, come Supremo of all these surveys at the Public Investment Corporation, um, seems to be in more trouble than he's ever been. PRC runs, uh, manages uh, the Government Employee Pension Fund, that's about two trillion, the biggest investor on the JSE, Lucania. Um, how serious is this current wave of sort of antagonism towards him? I mean, very serious. I mean, it's got very implications for, I mean, it's, it's easy for us to look at it as a corporate story, but it's actually really a story about the future of the country in terms of what, what future investment, how we channel all this money that, that also that public workers, pensions, and it's actually really about real people, real lives, and obviously it's very serious. I mean, it's, it's not just a drama, like, but it's much bigger than that, I would think. And, and Hillary, what are the sort of implications? I mean, if, if, if he's, he's, he basically he, he's in trouble, as Carol Payton writes very well in, on the lead in Business Day today, um, because an investigation into, into Majila last September by the board cleared him of any impropriety he was supposed to have made or encouraged a, a company to whom he was lending money or investing in to help out a so-called girlfriend. Um, they cleared him of that, but it's come back. Look, I think, I think we may never get to the bottom of this one, but the board did keep him in place in September when there was a push from, we think, the Zuma faction to, to get him out. And there was a sense at that time that he might not be uh, pure as the driven snow, but um, it was better than giving the Zuma administration the keys to, to, to the silver, yeah. as it were, to the family silver. Um, and so I think it all got a little bit complicated, and of course it has come back to about the PRC board, which, which didn't probe nearly sufficiently. And the sad thing about all of this is it sort of disabled the PRC, I think, for a lot of last mm. year, um, the, the, for the latter half of last year. Um, and whether one can make the link or not, they've made some quite poor decisions, and particularly decisions that didn't go to the board, and AO Technologies um, Iqbal Survey's IT company is one of those decisions that did not go to the board, uh, was made by the PRC management, and um, uh, as Business Day has mm. certainly argued rather strongly, is, has been a pretty poor investment decision. So I think, um, as Lucania says, we are looking at the family silver here. We're looking mm. at the pension funds of millions of public sector workers, and they are defined benefit funds, yeah. um, which means, and we can, we can go into that, days, yeah. which means mm. that mm. in the end, if there isn't enough funding to cover the liabilities to pensioners, taxpayers would be liable. And, and uh, Sukhanati, does that mean that, that, that I mean, I, I, as I've understood it, um, Dr. Dan has made some dodgy decisions in non-listed companies, but these are now listed companies. Um, IO is, is, or AO is, is listed, and, and he was about to invest a lot of money in one of, uh, a new Iqbal survey vehicle called um, Sagamata Technologies, which the JSE basically just prevented happening after there was a form uh, there was an outcry is there a difference between how we measure the PRC in what it does outside the listed space and what it does inside the listed space uh, look look with the unlisted space it will always get away scot free with murder because those are companies you 
never know about until you really have to go find them. But those that are on the JSE, uh, it will always be there. The financials are out there for everybody to see. Now, uh, it's not the first time that it has invested in, 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 in really bankrupt companies, yeah. companies that it should not have touched. Uh, Kamak Energy, which was renamed Aaron Energy, yeah. has now uh, filed for bankruptcy in New York. And that's, that, that's the story we, we are leading with in the financial mail. This is the uh, guy who, who, who donated money donated to the Jacob Zuma Trust. And the university, his, his alma mater, uh, uh, his name is uh, Kassel Awal. Yeah. Uh, he, he lives in Texas. Yeah. He's, he, he's, a, he's a member of the board of the university. After, after he donated five million rand to the Jacob Zuma Foundation, that university uh, bestowed an honorary doctorate on Jacob Zuma, and Lawal is, is a member of the... And what did he get in return? What was his reward? Board. He got 3.5 billion rand of the PIC's money. Into uh, his company. Into his company, which was again bankrupt and which <laughs> the Nigerian government, uh, as soon as there was a change in government, they kicked him out. Uh, uh, they, they kicked that company out. Now it has filed for liquidation. Uh, the, the PIC had also uh, committed to fund that company to the tune of 100 million US dollars yeah. in addition to the 3.5 billion. Yeah. This is just only one of the many deals the Public Investment Corporation did that it should not have done. And, and, and Daniel Machila is now in trouble because last year, I must admit, we heavily defended him uh, against against Malusi We were blinded and, by the Zuma. Mm, and and of course, yeah. uh, many of us, myself included, would repeat exactly what I did yeah. uh, uh, last year. Uh, the situation, yeah. uh, all things being equal, uh, you would have to choose between having Sibusiso Butelezi, Sifiso Butelezi, the chairman then of the PIC, yeah. and the guy who, whom Treasury said must be charged more than 200 times yeah. uh, for, 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 for alleged crimes at Prasa. Mm -hmm. You'd have to choose the, which devil is better for you. Yeah. And the devil, that one devil is now gone. Uh, we have to deal uh, the so with that to deal with, with the big with the Zuma devil gone, right? And Sifiso yeah. Butelezi gone. He was former deputy finance minister. There's a new, there are new kids on the block, right? Dr. Dan sits there still, but he's got a new chairman in the, depu in the new deputy finance yes. minister, mm -hmm. Mondi Bele. Um, does that make a difference to the way this current um, pressure on Majila plays out? I, I do, yes, absolutely it does. Uh, first, he was, uh, the bad guys wanted him out. Yeah. Now the good guys are after him. Yeah. That, uh, then you, you have to conduct but, a thorough investigation. Not, not that whitewash that the PIC did yeah. last year. Uh, that investigation was designed in order to exonerate him after the public pressure, because uh, the, the Jacob Zuma and Malusi Gaba could not sustain another PR nightmare, whilst they were really trying to get their hands on the big safe, as Machila put it. And actually, look, yeah. I mean, one of the things is, is um, that, that he is too powerful in any event. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the PRC used to have a chief investment officer. Yeah. He was it, in fact. Mm. Um, uh, and now it doesn't have one. He owns kind of everything. And then there was Elias. Um, Elias Maselela, they yeah, drove out. Right, yeah. They drove out. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Dan took his job as well. He took his job as well, exactly. Right. So, so the guys, you know, we, we, we've seen in the last year what mm. risk there is with mm. a very, very dominant and, CEO. And, and, and on and, those and grounds alone, I think one would have to question his position. Is the board of the PRC, are they, is it a transparent process it's to get? Becoming it's becoming, it's sort of stepping up to the plate lately. Mm. Mm. I'm not sure if it was particularly much of a Who check and balance it? before. The finance minister. 
and and traditionally the deputy finance minister is the chair yeah. of the board though yeah. doesn't have to be yeah. and this board it, it, it probably mixed but is stepping up to the plate and and there are two examples one could give the first of all, the first of all they were they were approached to to bail vbs mutual bank to the tune of one and a half yeah. billion rand and they just said absolutely not and the other is they when when the the, the saga matha yeah. whatever it was called decision came to the board the board's we, we were heard, said no, it wasn't just the JSE that said no. So the PRC is not in VBS Bank? No, the uh, no it is the biggest, it had, second it is, biggest shareholder in VBS yeah. Bank. Oh it had already it, put money in. Yeah, it had put yeah. money in 2012 yeah. and then put another loan. But uh, yeah. now the interesting part again, the chief risk officer of the VBS Mutual Bank is a staff member of the PIC, been oh. placed there by the PIC. Uh, why did they get involved in the first place uh, in buying 20% of that of, of that bank? They didn't need it. Secondly, the chief risk officer of that bank, being a, a, a general manager at the PIC, how did That's they? That's extraordinary, isn't there? Yeah. A con isn't there a huge conflict of interest? Th there's absolutely a huge conflict of interest. But l let's then draw this to its logical conclusion. How did what what risk policies informed? the PI, uh, VBS giving one Jacob Zuma a loan which is equivalent to two annual profits of the bank yeah. for, that, for that past financial year. The, the, you go to work and you make a profit and you give two years worth of it to one guy who's bankrupt, who's, uh, who, who, who's completely uncreditworthy and we now know of course that Jacob Zuma's Doji loan was not the only loan that uh, yeah, VBS should have done. Yeah, most of the loan books yeah. seem to have been. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. What are the politics of this, Lucanio? I mean, does, does, um, does the finance minister have to sort this out? I mean, basically the, the PRC falls under, under his control. Or does Sir Ramaphosa make a call and back up the finance minister? Are, are the, is the finance minister not clean in this respect, but clear? Because he at one stage when he was deputy finance minister, um, would have been also chairman of the It PRC. was right under his watch that Elias Masilela was kicked out of the PIC. And this finance minister, as he was deputy finance minister and chairman of the PIC at that point, declined to tell the people of South Africa why Elias Masilela resigned suddenly like that. So he, he's, he's very intimate in this. The governance has to be sorted out. And Is he conflicted in, in this yeah. now? We, we don't know what the issues are right now, but uh, the, the, the evidence before or the allegations against Majila concern him only and his alleged girlfriend. He's not conflicted in that way, but the, it goes a lot deeper. When Tlantlanene was chairman of the PIC, having, of course, been appointed by Jacob Zuma, and they did these loans that we've yeah. just spoken about, yeah. uh, particularly the, the, the Nigerian one, Lawal Kalas, uh, he, it was Tlantlanene who chaired the PIC, and it was Tlantlanene who... Who, who, who got rid of uh, Elias Masilela. Nobody and would have why. And would have yeah. signed off on, on Dr. Dan taking Elias' job, bringing Absolutely. his other one with him. Elias Let's just move quickly onto, mm. onto the Guptas, if we may. Guptas. Are they off, Lukanya, are the Guptas off scot-free after the NPA failed dismally, pathetically, um, to, to, to hold on to the assets that the SIU had frozen? Wow, well, that's quite a difficult one. <laughs> do, we know, do, we, do we even know where they are? The assets, uh, no, no, is, I well, look, I think the point is, is that freezing the assets is mm. just one mechanism mm -hmm. yeah. in, in, in running the court case. It doesn't let them off the court case yeah. itself. But 
given the NPA's performance on the asset forfeiture, the the we do kind of worry about their ability to do a full because this is just this is just one part of the Estina case, right? Yes. I mean, this this th what happens, Sikonati next? This is a civil case, yeah, we, which takes away the alleged proceeds yeah. of, of crime. Yeah, uh, then there's a criminal case, right. which is the the fraud. The is money there any laundry. doubt in the, in the investigations that have been done mainly by the media? That, that, that proceeds that should have gone to Estina the, helped fund the Gupta wedding in 2013. The, the prima facie evidence before us goes straight exactly to, uh, to Estina and the money going via Dubai and back to South Africa. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt there. What the difficulty is right now with the NPA, there's two processes, a civil and a criminal. The asset forfeiture unit is criminal and it's not prosecuted by the same guy mm. who will prosecute the, the, the criminal well, we hope, case. We would hope so. Yeah. So that, 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 that's the difference. Uh, ideally now, now that the NPA is really bad in terms of its capacity, you would proceed with the criminal case. Once you get a judgment there, you then go recover the assets. But of course, you know, you freeze assets because... And the, the criminal the, case is set down for when, do we because know? Because you fear that the, the assets are going to be stolen yeah. or to be... One suspects that unless Sean Abrams is replaced yeah. by somebody competent, yeah. the criminal case may never happen. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily there's court action underway to try and get rid of it. Well, that's another thing we can wait for. We'll see you straight after the break. Hi. Well, it never rains, but it pours. Now, Cyril Ramaphosa has got two big things on his plate. Um, he's got, uh, the, after, the, after the December conference that elected him leader of the ANC, one is land reform. The other one is the nationalization, Luke, of the, um, of the Reserve Bank. Mm. It matters surely not a jot whether um, it's nationalized or not, but nonetheless, there are optics, I suppose, yeah, yeah. that seem to matter. Um, he's committed to nationalizing it. Uh, he just has to have a discussion about how. How much damage could be done in that process? I mean, it's an interesting one. As you said, like, it doesn't actually impact at all in terms of policy, in terms of the bank policy. I mean, he already appoints the yeah. governors. It's actually, yeah, I mean, as you said, it's just the optics, maybe the whole world, people fear this word nationalization. It actually does not mean a thing. And I don't know why. But if it doesn't mean anything, why is, it, why, is it, why, is, why is everybody so tentative? Tentative about doing it or yeah. tentative about... I suppose, like as you said, it's all, maybe it's about the optics. It's about what next after that. What do we nationalize next? Or like that. So there is a cost. Policy. Don't forget, there is a cost. You've mm. got to buy out the shareholders, mm. and some of them are those kind of aggressive uh, people. Some of them are foreign, foreign yeah, shareholders. Aggressive, right? aggressive yeah. people who who've been trying to kind of get something out of their Saab shares for right. absolutely ages. What, and what and it, it will cost at best some billions to buy them out, oh, which is just a waste, really. At this point. Yeah. Is that what they're yeah. And how yeah. are they valued? I mean, the stock exchange isn't listed or anything. How do you value them? They trade over the counter. Yeah. Uh, but by law, they are, they are actually not worth much because by law the dividend is kept at 10 cents yeah. per share. Yeah. So, so it does not matter what the Reserve Bank does. You will, And no single individual may own more than 5% of those shares. So uh, there's about 100 million issued shares, 5% of that. Uh, so it really is good just to get you invited to the annual general meeting sure, and sure, we sure. have lunch. Mm. How much of the bank do they own? It, it's, it's a complicated structure. Mm. One, let's, let's 
right up front say that's a worthless investment in terms of a well, classic Well, it's used to tell me it's worth 12 billion rand. Mm. Yes, you, if you had 12 billion yeah. rand which with you, 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 you didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, you park it there <laughs> and, and every, every year you get invited to lunch and you get 10 cent per share. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's all you will ever get. Now, the, the, the thing about the Reserve Bank that should not be interfered with, and that Cyril has said will not be interfered with, is the mandate of the Reserve sure. Bank. Mm. Uh, yeah. Again, let's, let, let's break it down. Owning those shares means absolutely nothing in terms of policy as yeah. well, because the president appoints the governors. Yeah. Now, we get all that. We get all that. But, I mean, is it, is it, worth, is it worth 12 billion rands worth of travel? To just to to um, to buy those shares off and then go back to the party and say, hey, we nationalised. But with what? 12 or do, billion? do we nationalise yeah, without exactly. compensation? And it's not like the government yeah, yeah. has I mean, any I mean, money for other, other much more important well. I mean, things. You so say there 12 is billion. that. Does 12 billion you could spend on health? Education is it really worth to, to make a symbolic to statement so we can say? But the president seems to be in the position where anything that the, <laughs> that the party conference decided he's going to implement somehow. I mean, the, he might the, have a few summits in between. Mm. Um, the president is sitting between a rock and a hard place in the sense that the caliber of the people that elected him and made this decision. Yeah. They care nothing about what it costs. They actually know nothing about what the Reserve Bank and its ownership does or does not do. Yeah. The president knows that. Yet they, it's a democracy. So yeah. he, they have mandated him to. Hence he comes back and says, I will do it, but it will not interfere with the bank. Uh, why therefore do it? He knows there's absolutely no reason to do it. He actually is part, he was part of the people that wrote that particular part of the law in the constitution, into really the constitution. Mm. And he admitted yesterday that I wrote this. Uh, the, yeah. the fact that the Reserve Bank is independent is exactly what we want. We'll nationalize it, but it will remain independent. Yeah. So what does nationalization mean? It just means you give those shareholders you spoke about earlier what they have always wanted, mm. and they have always demanded a big payout, which yeah. they will never get, frankly. Yeah. Mm. Talking about things that Ramaphosa faces, let's talk about land very briefly. Uh, Didi Mabuza, David Mabuza, the Deputy President, saying in um, uh, Parliament, uh, in a debate about the Communal Land Tenure Bill, um, that the land uh, belongs uh, to the people i.e. and not the chiefs in this case because he's talking about communal land, he's talking about land under traditional authority. That's another huge mountain for, um, mm. for Ramaphosa to climb because the Zuma administration pandered to, the, to, to tribal authority and the new administration seems to not want it. That's a bit tricky, isn't it? There is always a conflict right, really with having a modern democracy where supposedly like, everybody has a say and then suddenly and then, and then, then trying to re what's what I'm looking for. So to try to reconcile that with sort of this traditional other yeah. ways of doing things, which are, which are in a way actually incompatible with the democracy. What, what, would, what would happen? I mean, Sikhanati, you grew up in, a, in, in, in an area. You grew up near Mkandoli, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and you've got family there and all that. Do they, they don't, at the moment, they, they, they cannot own the land that they're on. Peter, that right? everybody that lives in rural areas where there's no title, you don't own the piece of land, but you occupy yeah. and use the land. Now, I inherited my family's property and mm. I have my own home on there and, and everything. Yeah. So does everybody. The village, the community decides what to do with its own land. Right. It's under the leadership of a ceremonial chief. Yeah. 
I don't even know what the name of my chief is. Do you, but do you, would you prefer, do you, are you okay with that or would you prefer to have an individual it, title? To, it to it would absolutely be great if I could buy out my neighbor, yeah. therefore uh, get his title and, uh, and so it goes, because then you can, you can have more control of the land. Right now, uh, the only place you can control is where your homestead is. And if you and leave your, your homestead to come and everywhere. work on the financial mail in Johannesburg and there's nobody at home, what happens to that land? It waits for me. And anyone who wants a piece of land on what my grandfather used to occupy, which is what I'm occupying now, talks to me or does not get the land. After they've spoken to me, they, I have then to convince my neighbors yeah. that this is actually a good guy that we can have as our neighbor. And, and there's, there's really no money exchanging hands there. You, you can't say, well, you know, for a million rand, I'll talk to the neighbors. Nope. So after after myself and the neighbors <laughs> after myself and the neighbors have agreed uh, o o on getting the, the person on there, yeah. then the whole village has to agree again that we want Peter Bruce in the village. Yeah. Only then do we go to the chief and say, that man uh, is uh, we've given him that piece of land and he's gonna have his cattle roaming around the village. Why That's does all. does uh, Hillary? Uh, do you know of a political party that 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 campaigns for? Um, uh, land under traditional rule to be given individual title. Does that, is that DA policy? I, I, I haven't a clue, to be sort honest. Sort of, kind of. Mm -hmm. the, not the, not the, very explicitly, no. But I, there, there are lots of um, intellectuals yeah. and academics who say that you can't really address the problem of asset poverty, if you like, yeah. until whether it's in urban or rural areas, until you give people title to the land so they can bond it. And then they but, can make their own choices. And then they can make their own choices, but also then they, can, then they can gear up the land and they can build on it and they can borrow against it and they can do what, what people yeah. who have title to land will do mm. or to their mm. houses. Um, but I don't actually know, I don't know that it's explicitly DA policy. Yeah. yeah. But it's amazing how much wealth you could unlock on that. Can you imagine all that land sitting there? For sure. So somebody could use and it. A lot of it's it's you could use it to borrow against it, pay for education. It, it, it's just, it would just be such a liberating thing, bigger than any PE deal you can do. You yeah. Know, like yeah. Talking about deals, um, help me with this, guys. Um, Avenge, which is, used to be or is one of our large construction companies, seems to be the target now of a takeover bid or a sort of merger um, uh, 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 approach by uh, Marion Roberts. Um, but there's a German firm also wanting to buy. No, the, the German firm came first. Oh, the German the firm. The German firm. Uh, well, I mean, it depends who yeah, you believe. The yeah. German firm, which is called Aton, made a bid for Marion Roberts. Right. Um, and frankly, given the state of construction stocks yeah. and construction in the construction industry in, Johannesburg, in, in South Africa, yeah. if anybody came along, I'd say for sure. But yeah. anyway, mm. so they made a bid for Marion Roberts, yeah. um, which Marion Roberts's board and management rebuffed. The next thing we hear, Marion Roberts is in merger talks with Avenge, which is kind of in trouble. So, sort of defensive yes. thing so against now, uh, Yes. Is this, is this a sort of a poison pill or a white knight or any yeah. of those things? Um, the, this comes to whatever the takeover panel is now called. It's called the takeover panel. Yeah, exactly. um, and and this, is, this counts as a frustrating action. Marion Roberts then claims, no, 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 we were in talks with Avenge long before Aton came along. Um, and in the end, it doesn't really 
um, I suppose uh, what what the takeover penalties now ruled is that Eton must make a mandatory offer, right? Offer, which they've done in the which they've done yeah, now, yeah. and Eton already has way more than forty percent. So if a few more shareholders accept, then Marianne Roberts is bought, and I presume. But it's interesting. So Eton must see something in this in this market. Presumably, you know, it might be something called the economic cycle. I mean, mm. construction might mm -hmm. be done now, but at some stage, particularly if we get land reform right, it'll explode again. Um, and, you know, why, yeah, you can sort of understand why Marion Roberts wouldn't want them around or, you know, wouldn't want foreigners Look, around. this is, in terms of the, uh, the, the country, this is welcome uh, foreign direct investment into, in, into Marion Roberts. Yeah. Of course, uh, Aiton has, has a target on Marion Roberts' overseas companies. Uh, uh, cementation and the, the business where it works in mm. the mines, it, it develops mines. That's what they want. And they want to clean out the construction company because it's got things like the how train management contract that mm. they don't want. Mm. There are many other, uh, they, in, in, they've listed like all the negatives. This is why you want to buy this business. It's so bad, it's so bad, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll clean it up. Yeah. Uh, and and, and uh, now the board and the, the management of Mara and Roberts are really trying to frustrate that deal in order to save their own jobs. Uh, the, 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 that's all there is to yeah. it. But in the end, it's a very welcome foreign direct investment into a sector that's very depressed, as Hillary yeah. has just pointed out. You should be rolling out the red carpet. Yeah. I do, to wonder, some, to do, I do wonder sometimes how, how serious, you know, we claim we want foreign investment, do, but do we actually, and you can start thinking about the deals where um, a foreign company came in attempting to buy a local company. There was a South American bid for Adcoff of Fury. Happened your, with Massmart. Uh, happens with Massmart, happened with, um, ha is happening currently with, mm. a, with Chevron South Africa, mm. oh, which, right. yeah. Um, and you do kind of wonder, like, isn't it odd that every time there's a, a serious host, potentially hostile foreign bid, somebody local tries to protect their job by inventing another deal. And I do wonder how open we really are to foreign investment. It's, it's, a, it's a real problem for the, um, uh, for the state ultimately because you've got Jack and Marie and various other people going around saying, you know, please come and invest in South and Africa. These are what do they do when they arrive in the Berlin? The Germans come and bid. What um, do we do? Yeah. We say, and oh no, we've got a better idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big ask, isn't it? A hundred billion dollars in, in five years. It, we don't have yet a good story to it's tell. It's not so big a deal if you do the right things. Yeah. Restructure the economy. Uh, uh, pump money into infrastructure. And uh, get rid of the things you should not have. You've got something called South African Airways, South African Express, Mango, and and, and yeah. why do you need those? Uh, get someone to come and invest in those companies and free up the state capital in order to do what the state That's should it. be doing. Yeah. Mm. Break up ESCOM into enough pieces and make it a worthwhile uh, company. That's well, $100 million. Even down at Dondulewe, if you put a solar panel on every possible poor person's Peter, house, you could I sell will, electricity back to I will the give you a piece of land for half a million rand down there and, and we will get Cyril Ramaphosa to build a I, road. I thought, the chief, road. I thought yeah. the chief owned it. Yeah, well, if he uses the East Cape Roads Department, the road will never get built. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what's in the hundred billion, but it's a good target. Yeah. So if it yeah. inspires everyone, then... If there's nothing we, else we don't like, or we do like, no, we don't lack ambition. ambition. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week.